Hello everyone, this is Caleb, your GM. A quick word before our show today. There was a cricket. A terrible, terrible creature of God's creation. And after having to deal with this cricket, I realize now why their cousins, the locusts, were chosen to be a plague of Egypt. So, through most of this episode, you'll probably hear the faint sound of a cricket cricketing away in the background. I am sorry for this. Last time on Trailblazers, the party was trying to deal with Setsuko's antics when they got a summons from the Emperor. They went to meet him on a beach in the west. There, Valerian and the party talked shop and even had a nice dinner. It ended with Valerian requesting David come with him to the SCP Foundation to tell him everything he knows about their newest acquisition, Kaiser Soze. The party went to bed, planning on going there in the morning. Will the party survive their encounter with Valerian? What will Kaiser have in store for David when they meet again? Can all these troubles with Suko be resolved peacefully? Find out this week on Trailblazers. So when are you going to give up the crown, David? Of what? <laughs> well, we're just, Wait, that wasn't a main point of last session. You're asking me for you want a metagame? No, I'm just asking you when. I mean, it's it's. I don't have to metagame to know that what Valerian wants. So just when are you going to give it up to him? Oh. From, from when one I'm player, in the ground. From when one I'm player six to feet under. No, I actually kind of want to. Uh, have this, well, let's have this conversation take place. You guys are about to go to bed, and you guys are talking. We're in, in bed together, talking? You're, you're in the same tent. You're pillow about to talk. go to bed. It's pillow talk, dear. <laughs> we would never have this conversation. No, that wouldn't happen. Oh, okay. I wouldn't have this conversation. No, not that I wouldn't have this conversation with him. I wouldn't have this conversation with him in their camp gotcha. and just assume, oh, yeah, I'm sure nobody's. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, all right, all right. Let's talk about our overall plan. If you guys want, you can go take a walk or something. Emperor's camp. If you guys want, you can take like a walk or something. We can a moonlight a moonlit walk on the beach sounds wonderful, darling. Not to mention Valerian has like those weird mind powers. I forgot about those. I didn't. I I. Wait, my minds. My my character looks at him. He can see into people's minds. Yeah, I mean he's a freaky dude. So you guys just gonna go to bed then? Fast forward. All right, you guys go to sleep. No puppets? And no, uh, well, I haven't gotten there yet. All I said was you go to sleep. Uh, fish puppets and puppets to stir the fears up. You are woken by a gentle sound. And you are awoken, and it's, uh, you know, light is kind of like trickling into your, into your tent. So it must be uh, either morning or, yeah, it must be morning. And you go and, and you peek outside your tent, and you see uh, up on kind of like a dune near the shore... Mana is sitting down with her back facing you and her front facing the um, horizon. And next to her, lying down with his head in her lap, is Valerian. And she's petting his head and she's singing this gentle song that's coming from her. And the song itself is enchanting. And I mean this not only in the way of as we would mean it, but I mean there's kind of like a, a taste of magic in the air kind of reminds you of a little bit of Sergio when he would play his instrument and it wouldn't be just normal music or when Brahm in the north would play those songs he had like those shadowy versions of himself that would just seem like some sort of magical music and the song is just relaxing and calming and you kind of feel peaceful and it's just kind of a beautiful song take your hand away from your mu- your mouth your Sorry, I was laughing, trying not to laugh. I'm actually not sure who it was. You both had your hand in front of your mouth. Because I was laughing, I was laughing. Because in all my mind, I wanted to do... I, I opened my tent flap. 
I'm like, shut up! <laughs> She's asleep, but I throw my shoe at her. <laughs> now that would have been the worst TBK ever. Um, that's what happens. You're, you see they're silhouetted by the sunrise. It's just about sunrise. Uh, it's just begun. What do you guys do? Okay, how about this? I use Detect Magic. Okay, yeah, uh, absolutely. Magic over there from her. And you, David, you would know when you were, like, um, advisor, you would have gotten the hint that she had some sort of powers. You never knew exactly what, but now you are beginning to realize that it's a bardic powers. Because you saw her heal his face. Right, right, after the bomber right. guy. Right. Which you've since learned was an incredibly difficult magic to know. Though she has only ever said that she knows a little bit of magic, so that kind of is a weird contradiction. Yeah. Uh, is there, like, a chair near our tent? Sure, there's, there's seating in your tent. I take a chair and I set it out on the sand, and I just sit there and listen as she sings, close, closing my eyes to the music. All right. I stay inside. After a little bit, the, she stops singing, and Emperor gets up, and, and, and he uh, goes over to Duran and gives some orders, and Duran walks up to you uh, there, Thorin. Good morning. I open my eyes and I look at him. I look up. Good morning, Duran. How are you? Well... If you do me a favor and please tell David that we'll be departing within the hour if you two can get yourselves ready. Of course. I walk up to the rope that's holding the tent up and I pull it and so that it falls on David on the inside. <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing. Did uh, you really do that? Yeah. Alright, then I, I spin with my slashing cloak and immediately just ribbon it away just, you know, from around me in the ribbon so then I'm just standing there. Duran just kind of like stops and turns back around to look at the scene. He just shakes his head and turns and my back full of my Oroku regalia. I grip my gut and I fall onto the sand laughing. Uh, Duran does not laugh. He just turns back around and begins to walk back to Great, it. now I can't use my slashing co cloak till tomorrow. I think I can only do that once a day. I <laughs> <laughs> to make you do it. But Duran never laughs, Caleb. Uh, that's correct. Anything you guys do before you leave? Prepare some spells, wash up, put on my armor. Okay. okay. Yo, I have a question. Do they have a... um? I forget what you would call them. You know, is like the military there with them at all? The military? There's clockwork there. That's it. That's it. Clockwork, the kids, vacationers. Okay. So not no place to uh get gear or anything like that. No. What do they call those people in the military? I always forget. I have no clue what you're talking about. The clockwork there are all uh personal guard of Valerian, by the way, they have. I'll look it up. Masks. You should learn this, just in case you go in the army. When you're in the military, there's a name for the person you go to when you need equipment. That quartermaster at a base, or yeah, qu quartermaster. quartermaster. I think that's just in the navy. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a, there's a different does, one for the army. Does the army matter? Yeah, we're in an army. We're not in the navy. The military presence <laughs> here is is just personal guard of Valerian. The they have like the the masks on that resemble the mask that he has on his hip. All right, uh, the hour passes, and, and, and Valerian comes up to you, and man is next to him, and he says, uh, ready to go. Yeah. Of course. Very good. And and, and Mana um, grabs his arm and kind of turns to her, and she goes, um, I remember you said you wouldn't spend all day with them. And he goes, I'll be back to watch the sunset with you. And they kiss each other, and he gestures you over to where his wizard is, and uh, you guys are teleported. And you are teleported to the SCP Foundation, the Lich's old count, uh, old castle. And you're there in front of it. And you get there, and at the front of the door, um, Valerian says, Please hand over all your weapons and equipment over to this man here. 
There's a man who has the SCP Foundation logo on his on his um on his jacket, on his uniform. And he holds his hands out. I disarm. Okay. I give him my gun and my bow. Okay. And Valerian um points down and says, The boots and the cape too. I don't uh, want any weapons in here. To David or to me? To David. I have to walk barefoot? I will provide shoes for you, please, oh, okay. David. Then the boots and the gate. Too. What kind of person do you think I am? Uh, you're given boots, regular boots. Um, is there anything, any weapons you're going to try to keep on you? Uh, any, I don't have it. Any, I don't own any other weapons. Hide? Do I think that they're going to search me? I don't know what you think. You're the one who can think things. How am I supposed to tell you what you think? Would my. No, I don't keep any weapons on me. You know what? I have those still. I still have my. I keep my blink ring. Okay. It's technically not a weapon. Yeah. All right, you're entered in, and it's the three, the long hallway with three doors, secure above one, contained above the other, and protected above the other, and then you're into the facility. Kind of when we jumped in there, when we teleported in, I did look at Balerion, and I apologized for uh, interrupting his vacation with Lana. He says, oh, I don't think there's ever a time in my life, a day that goes by where I can just relax. There's always something that has to happen. Indeed. He summoned us. We didn't interrupt him. And eh, still polite. He interrupted us. While we were busy screwing up the Northern Kingdom. He is the emperor of the world, David. There is the... I uh, he's not. So he, uh, he brings you into uh, the facility and he says, Now, uh, I would like you to talk to Mr. Su Chong and give us all the information you have on uh, this uh, Kaiser Soze. As, as I told you earlier, Mr. Su Chong is not able to get much out of him. When you're done, you can come to me. And of course, if you have any of the business with the rest of these things here... You can take care of that as well. And he, Mr. Chong comes over to you, and uh, he goes, uh, David, I'm happy to see you. There's so much information we do not know. Because the Emperor says that you will have lots of information on the newest acquisition. Yes. Please, tell me everything. Yeah, and as you're walking down the hallway as you're talking. Well, first, let me just recap something. So, I was there when he was killed by your... New machines, which were very impressive, by the way. Thank you. They're called the Keepers. And, um, so you're saying when he reappeared here, uh, he just gave up. No fight, no fuss, no muss, just... This is correct. He just stood still and let us take him in and undress him and take all of his equipment away. And locked him up. Did he even seem surprised? It is hard to tell surprise someone who has no face. I, I guess what I mean is, anything. did he react or did he just appear and immediately surrender he appeared and immediately surrendered well i'll tell you what i know about him and then you tell me what what you think uh he is from what i can tell uh a demon from my world or at least from the in-between world hmm. but this demon is more like the demons where i'm from not a physical forms but a, a manipulator you know uh, mm. he, something that speaks uh, temptation into your ear. And he pulls out a clipboard and starts writing things down. Uh, it's only here as f that he claims he has to be physical here. So that's a new thing for him. Mm. But he still operates the same way. So I am unfamiliar with, uh, with the demons from your world. Uh, demons from ours. Uh, uh, very physical, as you said. But uh, explain more about demons from your world. They would exist in a in what we would call a spiritual plane, so not visible to the eye. Because okay, so they exist on a different plane, kind of like the, like the plane of ice and the plane of air. 
Right, but this would be a plane of spirit, so an oh, invisible okay. plane. Okay. And they would, let's say if they were fighting with each other, they would use humanity to do it. Some influencing good, some influencing bad, you understand? Manipulation would be their okay, okay. number one weapon. And how do they manipulate? Well, they would use, you know, the temptations of men to get men to do evil, which isn't hard to do. Okay, okay. And you think that this uh, Kaiser Soze can do these things? Well, we know he can do these things. He's been doing these things here. Okay. Uh, what things has he done uh, in evidence? Uh, he's gotten men to commit suicide, gotten men to leave their posts or, or kill and you, even. And, and you saw him do this? Uh, we had spies that saw him do this. And how did he do it? We don't know. They spoke. All we know is that it was only by talk. Hmm. Okay, all right. And uh, he's definitely had the ability to take me and my companion here into some kind of alternate dream worlds where we're having these encounters and fights and then we wake up and we're just standing in a room staring off into space as you walk by you're like seeing into the windows of different rooms like there is um freddy in his straight jacket just like looking at you as you pass by and you, and you go past uh like the veteran who's just like in a chair looking extremely bored uh and you're going by and harry heck gives you the middle finger when he sees you go by and then so what bothers me Su Chong as we're walking by all these windows yeah. and I kind of point to them. All these things are very singular in nature. They were very easy to understand and beat. They were exactly what they are. And that's how I was able to beat them. But this guy is far more dangerous than these and yet that's what makes me nervous is I just can't help but get over the idea that he's here because he wants to be here. Why would anyone want to be here? You pass by Freeze's room, and something is different. Instead of Freeze in a room that's just been magically turned, you know, have ice in it to be cool, he has a desk. You see paperwork and things on there. You see he's walking about wearing, um, uh, he has like, um, instead of just like the orange jumpsuit on, he has better clothes on. You see him walking about and doing things in his, in his room. Now, what do you think you'd want to be here? Well, that's where I'm going to have to go ahead and admit I'm not the... He's a lot smarter than me, so I don't know. Hmm. But the whole just popped up, surrendered, no fuss, and hasn't talked or... This is very concerning. If we were to create a protocol to make him not talk, because apparently maybe some of his powers come from talking, he has no mouth for us to gag. How do well, we then, keep someone from still talking who is no mouth? I would suggest, if this place is really as secure as you guys are saying, I wouldn't... It don't even try to figure him out. I would bury him somewhere, wall it up, brick it up. Don't ever talk to him. Don't ever go in there. Just leave this one be. No, 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 no. We need to observe, to stay, to understand. You Why? cannot defeat an enemy who do not understand. Well, that's another thing I learned through all this. They just come through at random. There's no rhyme or reason to it. There's nothing to learn. The next one will just be a different thing. But then we learn that one. So if there's ever in the breach, or one that gets out, we know how to stop it. And there are things we can learn from them. Yeah, soon enough, I will convince the Emperor to let us use the things we learn. Well, if you brought me here for my advice, it seems like a lot of people have asked for my advice, but not a lot of people listen to my <laughs> advice. I would leave this one alone. To his, his cell. And remember I told you, everybody's equipment is across... Uh, on the opposite wall, uh, 
and it has all their stuff in it. Actually, no, it's right next to their door, right? It has all their stuff. Like, Freeze's gun would be in there. You know, um, Hex gun and his guitar. Next to um, Kaiser is his cane, which is, you know, put in two spots. So you can see that it's a sword cane. Uh, and his uniform. And you see something you did not see before ever on his uniform. You see around uh, where the arm would be a red band swastika on it. And that wasn't there before? Never. You never saw that there. Same uniform, everything, but now you see the swastika. Um, obviously, it's not attached. It's a band that can be put I on understand. It. Really, Dom? Really? <laughs> you're saying even I'm keeping that in. No, I'm keeping that in the podcast. That's the <laughs> Dom decided to randomly just sharpen a pencil. Everything he has is online. Everything he needs to play the game, he has in Hero Lab. But he wanted to sharpen a pencil in the middle of the game. <laughs> Thank you, Dom. And I appreciate you calling without mutant. You're my favorite. Anything, so you're, anything? you're saying even in this last interaction, it wasn't there? Correct. In the fight? All right. Correct. And you go there and you see um, there is Kaiser. You could see him in there. The room is like it is plain. All the, the edges are curved so that you can hurt himself. But it's not padded. And he's in a jumpsuit. And you can now you see fully his face. Which is no face. No face, no ears smoothed over. But he has no more uniform or no, nothing to... He looks a lot less uh, intimidating. Or maybe his face looks more intimidating. It's up to you, but he is not like in a uniform or anything like that anymore. I never found him intimidating at all. Right. Well, he looks less in control. Let's look at it that way. He goes, well, there he is. Do you have any idea why he has no face? No, I have no idea why he has. Last time you were here, you said that all of them had uh, came from stories. What story does he come from? Ah, I guess maybe that's why he has no face. The Kaiser Soze story is that Nobody knows who Kaiser Soze is. I mean, the end, you find out Kaiser Soze is basically a made-up person who different people assume his... Uh, kind of like me. <laughs> kind of like an Orokusaki. Whoever's the head of the, the, the crime at the time is the Kaiser Soze. Why would it's he a, have a, on, a snake on his a cane? His cane has a cobra head on top of it where the handle is. He has a snake on his cane. Yeah, like the cobra. It's 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 carved into a cobra head, on top of it. I don't know. And there's a significance to the uniform. To the uniform itself. Yes. The, the, the for example the uh, and he goes through papers. Uh, SCP zero uh, four the vet. You said his uniform was a war uniform from a Vietnam War. You called it. Is this anything? Yeah. Uh, looks like it's from World War Two. Before that war. About but, 30 years before that war. 30 years before the Vietnam War. Okay, okay. And you're writing it all down. Is this uh, is it a bad war? Why, is there a good war? Is it a small war? Is it a big war? It was a big war. I guess it was called the World War. The whole world was... You had, a... you had two wars that involved the whole world? Yes. Mm. And it was the same country both times causing all the trouble. Well, it seems like you could have avoided the second one. <laughs> well, if you knew a lot of Germans, you'd see it couldn't be avoided. You can't avoid war with oh. those guys running around. What is a German? This loony tune in there is a German. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else that we could help us understand this man? This, no, uh, I, I, don't know, I don't know who he is. How could I understand him? I told you, Kaiser says he's not an actual... Even in the story, Kaiser says he's not a real man. Mm. It's a mystery. 
He's a mystery. Really? And this uniform doesn't even connect with what he is. Everything you say means and is, makes no sense. He is a very quiet man. He does not try to talk. He has said nothing since he's been here. And why should he? You are, like, involuntary, like, flinch back, because when you look over, Kaiser is standing right in front of the window, looking at you. I don't flinch back. It's involuntary. It's like I a little... I don't. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> Fine. In fact, I step closer okay. to the window. And his face is just right up against the window. Remember, I have my mask on, too. Uh, are, the, are these windows, like, in the door, or, like, Hannibal Lecter style? The window's know? in the door. Okay. Like bulletproof like, bank like window portholes, almost portholes. Okay. I come down from under the porthole and I go like this. <laughs> He's the rise from the bottom <laughs> with the middle finger. <laughs> he, he makes no move. I, I turn to Su Chung. Uh, is this the most reaction he's shown? He moves about there, but yes, has never really had him come to the. He kind of like moves forward with the clipboard, come to the window before. Getting a little rise out of him. <laughs> Well, you know, they all seem a little more agitated whenever you come by. Especially uh, SCP-01. Uh, the, um, um, what do you call him? Tatiwa 800? Whenever you're nearby, he gets very upset. Which one? The Terminator? Y yes. Yeah. That's another thing you, you might regret keeping around one day. If it was not for him, we would not have the Keepers. We have no choice to keep them around. If we wish to get rid of them, they reappear. Oh, Keeping them true. around is the only way to be secure. Forgot about that part. Hey, have any of them... Have you ever had a multiple reappear yet? Multiple, multiple times? Multiple times. Well, um, yes. The, t the T-800, we had to kill it several times to reverse engineer it. And was there anything changed about it any time through? Not that it we observed. Exactly the same. It seemed to be the same every time. So now I point to the armband on the uniform. And I say, that wasn't on him when he died. Interesting. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Could he not have put it in his pocket? It seems to come off. I guess he could have put it in his pocket, but was it on there when he came through? I would make a note. Yes, it was. I would make a it's note definitely not it. on there the moment he died. So I guess if he reached in his pocket in death. Through He's like right down. This is a special note. We'll see if there's anything significant about this. How are we all enjoying my racist accent? terrible before you weren't even I'm, trying to do I'm it i'm glad you would like it <laughs> i was so tempted when kaiser so as i put his face in the window and i flinched i was like oh look it's the prince of the power of the air yeah <laughs> on another subject what was up with uh mr freeze back there he looked like he was uh oh victor victor has been very cooperative it's uh a deal, a deal you brokered if i remember correctly i didn't break a deal with him brokered the Oh, brokered, yeah. I said I broke a deal. No, 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 you brokered. It has uh, been very beneficial. He's a lot to tell us about the other subjects. So we give him uh, certain uh, freedoms, and uh, he cooperates. And he doesn't know anything about this guy? He seemed like he would know if anybody would know. He is uh, very guarded about this uh, subject. And I guess you won't let me talk to him. To who? Victor or for Ka Kaiser? To, uh, last time you talked to somebody, not go so well. I pull my coat back and show that there's not that. Well, they took a. The, the Emperor was wise enough. I'm unarmed. You confuse me, David. You say to bury him deep, no interaction. Now you want to talk to him? And you say talk is what he uses to manipulate. I know not what you. You seem to be confused. 
Well, I'm not confused because you're not going to listen to me. So if anyone's going to go in there and talk to him, why not me? Mm. Now, if you want to bury him deep and just brick it over, I'll I'll pour the mortar. But I just have a feeling you're not going to listen to me anyway. So I am not going to rule no. If you talk to the emperor and he lets you, I will let you through, of course. But as long as it's in my power, I say no. You don't talk to anyone anymore. Then what did you bring me here for? To find out as much as you knew about him. Could have just wrote, wrote you a letter. What's Valerian doing while we're doing all this? He's in an office. He's not with you guys. But yes, Freeze has been very helpful. We've learned some things. Continues to want his freedom, but this is something we cannot give. Hmm. Alright, well that's all I know about. Any uh, information that could be useful for us? Mm, I think so. Okay, well, uh, thank you very much. If you think of anything, please tell us. It's very important that we know everything we can. Now you're starting to sound German. Yes, I I like grabbing by the throat. He's a spy! <laughs> <laughs> you hear, uh, coming from the window, you no longer need to bear the fate of your crown. Give it to me. And, like, slowly, um, Su Chong turns his head and goes, Back off. Back away. Security! This is supposed to be thunderproof. There should be no sound coming from inside the, from inside the cell. Get, get the wizard. Get the wizard. Oh my gosh, I'm going back to German now. Get the wizard. And then he ushers you away. And Kaiser just like turns his head to follow you as you go past as he looks into the. But he said that to you. Ka Kaiser said that to you. You know what I do? Actually, I kind of make fun of him a little bit. As I'm back, I'm, I'm back walking backwards. I look at him. Oh, the prince of the power of the air speaks. Yeah. So first, and I turn around and I keep walking. And he just looks at you. And you see like a bunch of guys, there's like a little hubbub around that room now. And Su Chong's like yelling at them, there's supposed to be no sound coming from this room, from any of the rooms. Uh, I turn to Su Chong and I'm just like, don't say I didn't warn you. Brick it up. Alright, what do you do? Uh, well, you said they ushered us away, so where they usher us to? They usher it doesn't sound like we have a lot of options. And they turn around and they go back to him, you're kind of left to yourself. In the middle of the hallway. Hmm. Interesting. Just standing in the middle of the hallway? Yeah, what are you going to do? I look at David. Would you like to pay a visit to any of our old friends? Yeah, can we access back to that hallway where we saw all the prisoners? Yeah, there's. I sent you a link. There's like three hallways all lined with prisoners. Yeah, but the only one I wanted to try to talk to is Freeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can go over that one. Okay, we kind of nonchalantly <laughs> meander over to Freeze's door. Okay. With the uh, uh, soundtrack of the Pink Panther in the background. <laughs> Alright, uh, Freeze is like working on something. You're not sure he's writing something down. Hey, let me ask a question, because now I've been observing it met multiple times. Is this like a jail? Like, do you need a key to open the doors? Or is they just like secure doors if you're on the outside? Kind of like a freezer door where you can open it. You just can't open it from the inside. You have no earthly idea how to open these doors. They do not appear to have any way to open them. Though you've seen them open before when you walked and talked to Harry Hack. Right. But they just opened by themselves, you mean? You didn't catch how he opened it up that time. And there seems to be no way to open them up. You can't see a way. Okay. All right, I go over to the window just to see if, make sure he can spot me. All right. And you can hear humming coming from his cell. Mm. So I can hear him. You can hear him. I'm like, psst. <laughs> he kind of looks up and goes, oh, no. Look who's come to pester me. Come to gloat? No. I came to ask you a question. 
Last time you asked me some questions, it didn't turn out so well for me. What do you mean? Made quite a bit of it took some negotiation to get this, and took quite some time. Right, but you're working it out. Yes, I am. Proud of you. Doing a good job. What is it you want, foul demon? <laughs> Speaking of foul demons, you know that your boy Kaiser is here? I am aware. <laughs> he gets up and walks over <laughs> to the door. So, uh, I guess you wouldn't be interested in helping me out with that, huh? How could I have the assistance? Well, as you know, we're kind of in this cat and mouse game, me and him, of me destroying him or him destroying me. Mm. Us so and you, yes. What do you mean, us and you? Go on. You want to still destroy me too? I thought we were over that. Oh, my apologies. I spoke out of school. Continue. <sighs> Would you get on the right side of this thing? I'm trying to help you. Why don't you help me destroy him? You seek to destroy that which cannot be destroyed. Everything can be destroyed. <laughs> that which is created can be uncreated. Only by the creator. Mm. Not that you would know much about him. Come on, conservation of matter. That's something that I learned when I was in, still getting my associates. Only one I, thing can actually create and destroy matter. I look at David and I, and I say, Demons can get an education? Well, I'm not Dr. Victor Freeze for no reason. I didn't Boy. spend four years in evil medical school to be called <laughs> Mr. <laughs> so that's what you So I should just shoot myself? That's what you're saying? He can't be defeated? He's undefeatable? Yes. <laughs> the sooner you'll do it, the better for all of us. Oh, and yeah. why would we want to help you? Oh, I'm your boy, as he just said. Oh, didn't you hear? We're best friends. You I'm trying it. to be your friend. You don't want to be my friend. Friends, tell the truth there, Mr. Cullen. The truth is that your situation is hopeless. That you humans always have a way of seeing hope in hopelessness. That's right, nothing's ever hopeless. Well, there you go. <laughs> Illustrating the fallacy of your species. Maybe because you guys give in to your hopelessness is why I'm standing on this side of the door and you're on that side of the door. We did not give in to our hopelessness. The author didn't send his son to save us. He sent him to I, save your species. You're getting deeper than I wanted to get with that question. The point I, is, you, I, you give over to your situation, and I improve my situation. Looks Why are you the, in a cell? He looks around the room and says, My situation has improved ever slowly. I'd like to improve it even more for you. Please, you last no time reason. I cooperated with you, I got nothing out of it. What do you mean you got nothing out of it? Look at you. This was not a result of your conversations. Yes, it was. This was the result of my abilities and my knowledge alone. Su Chong's thirst for power inevitably led him to this very situation where he would agree to work with me. His thirst for knowledge was unyielding. What's he working with you on? Oh, to learn everything he can about my associates. And you're a good informant, informant aren't you? Oh, I certainly know a lot more than most of these. He looks around the room and goes, Most of these other people know. But you couldn't tell him anything about Kaiser. I could, I didn't. Why? Better, I stopped there. Because there is a saying, it is better to be the right hand of the devil than in his path. Okay, nice talking. I just flick the window and walk away. He shakes his head, and as you walk away, you see Chunk coming at you, he goes, he goes, What are you doing? He just reached down, I was like, oh, I had to tie my shoe. <laughs> as, as, I'm, as we're walking away, I look at Victor Freeze. I, I stop and I look at him and I think for a second. You know, it does leave one to wonder, all this listening I've been doing. Why would the Creator send His Son for us? 
Not for you. Leaves one to one. Leaves one to think, and I keep walking. He kind of winces at that. And Suchong kind of like says, "Come with me. This, you're going back to the emperor. You're not supposed to be under unsupervised." <laughs> and he leads you back to the office and drops you off. Okay. And Valerian looks at you and says, "Learn what you need to learn." Yeah. You got the devil locked up in your building, and this <laughs> lunatic isn't taking it very seriously. Oh, Suchong. Wants to understand everything. I'm sure he's kept in check. Don't worry. I make sure it doesn't go from understanding to practicality. No, I don't mean it like I mean, you can't contain this guy. Well, David, what is it you suggest we do? We're doing the best we can with the cards we've been dealt. No, I hear I hear you, but uh, I think Su Chung needs to get off this. You're trying to understand and observe and learn from. Not that one. I wouldn't treat that one like a like a animal at the zoo i'd treat him like what he is the most dangerous thing you got running around the world right now that's all i'm saying i don't see him being treated that way he puts his hand on your shoulder and he goes um david your, your words do not fall on deaf ears deaf ears deaf ears should be something actually the opposite of deaf ears <laughs> like ear regardless <laughs> exactly uh, you do not fall on deaf ears as soon as i'm emperor words that will be banned Irregardless, <laughs> so on and so forth, etc. You and I, we're the ones that understand this threat, and I take your concerns seriously. Well then, to be honest with you, I think I want to get a far, as far away from this place as possible. Su Chong said that you wanted to talk to Kaiser. Is this still your desire? I'll tell you what, I told Su Chong I thought I could get him to talk, and he was sure talking when we left, so... If he wasn't talking before I was here, he's talking now. I think you guys should just bury him in the ground and throw a, the biggest rock you can find on top. But if someone's going to talk to him, yeah, I think I should talk to him. What, in your experience, would be the preparations I would need to make to let you talk to him? Everything he seems to do is done in some sort of weird trance world. So if you see me go into some weird zonk out, just get, pull me out. I don't think he's going to do anything physically. Everything he does is in this weird mind you know in the mind Setsuko seemed to recognize it and she pulled me out of it last time by stabbing me I'm sure there's a nicer way to do it than stabbing me but it worked you know it's like a dream world that's his power he pulls something out of his pocket and he puts it on the table and slides it over to you David okay when he lifts his hand off it's, it's a coin it's a platinum piece heads you can talk to him tails you don't <laughs> That's a hell of a thing to leave up to chance. Well, you seem to be two minds about it. I say we let the coin decide. Okay. Heads. <laughs> All right. Uh, Valerian says, uh, very well. But here's Who what we're going to oh. do. It's going to be you and him and your associate here. And everyone else is going to be a machine. I totally agree. I will not be near it. If anything goes wrong, just have the keepers cut his head off and re-zap him through and start again. Yes, and if he has any sort of control over you, we can look on the bright side. We'll learn whether or not you regenerate like the rest of them. Oh, I was about to smile. warn you about that. I know you're joking, but don't kill me under any circumstances. Oh. Have I not caught you up to date on that? We know. Uh, I've, I understand what they claim will happen. Well, they seem to be 
I'm seem to think it's real because they seem to be trying pretty hard to make that happen. I also find it interesting that they want you to commit suicide. I wonder if they'll risk you dying any other way. No, here's what's weird about that. He is the only one that wants me to commit suicide. It's like he can't kill me. Hmm. Not the rest of them. Puts me in a little bit of a Job situation. Well, David, I would... Let me give you a piece of advice. As a man who has been in politics for years, before you go into that conversation, consider what you want to get out of the conversation. Don't figure it out while you're in the middle of it. Gotcha. Well, good luck, my friend. He turns his back to you and some robots come to the door. Some, uh, some clockwork. Okay. All right. And as you're going down, uh, um, uh, Chong's like ranting at how this is a bad idea. Like, this is not a good idea. We need to not to do this. And like, robot like pfft, shoves him away and like keeps him away from you. And like, robots block the door, so, uh, the hallway ends so that nothing can get through except for you and Thorn. I, I look at David. You know, maybe it's just his pride. What's that? Well, he wants you to die by suicide because he's a very prideful person. Maybe. You go to the door, and the door <laughs> opens up, goes straight up into the ceiling, and machines go in before you, and kind of like go surround the room, and one and a chair is brought in, and he's forcefully put into the chair. Okay. And this is much like uh, you're meeting with Heck, where there's also a chair set for you and a chair set for Thorn across from him, and um, there's machines literally in between you two, so that you guys can't touch each other. And the door <laughs> closes behind you, and Kaiser looks up at you, kind of has like. He's kind of like leaning forward with his, his arms on his legs, kind of just looking up at you, hunched over. Oh, he's not restrained? He has, he has a, a clockwork on each side holding him down, holding I got his you. shoulders down. All right, I sit in a... I have a chair, too? Yep, and so is Thorn. I take my chair and I back it up against the wall on my side. <laughs> okay, all right. Staying far away. No, I sit right across from him. Not like an arm's yeah. reach, but, you know. Uh, you were saying something about my crown? Good morning, David. It's good morning. Good morning. Guten Tag, and that's what you're looking for. <laughs> and good morning, Zathorin. I nod my head. And he nods his head back at you, David, again for you know a second time and goes, I'm Arthur. So pleased to see you all here. Oh, David, your spirit looks pretty strong, but uh, the other one inside you looks pretty quenched. Um, I want to get that looked at. What? Oh, nothing. It's fine. Ignorance looks good on you. <laughs> so, did you want to talk or what? We're just going to make jokes. Oh, I've said all I need to say. What did you say? <laughs> it's what, you have, uh, you have wrong I heard something about a crown. You wanted the crown. Give I, you the crown. Oh, see, see, David, you would be wise to have a better memory. The exact words were, you no longer need to bear the weight of your crown. Oh. Give it to me. You'll want to remember that. Trust me. It'll come into play later. What, what crown? God, don't worry about it later. Everything will be revealed later. Much like you humans, you try to understand everything now. If you just be patient, you understand it later. By the way, how's your daughter doing? Sitsuko doing okay? Yeah, she's good. Yeah, I see. I've, I've heard that. I heard that she's doing well. Going striking out on her own. That's always so very good. I, I give a glance at the door, and I look back at uh, Soze. What do you think I'm going to shake in my nightmare boots because you Absalom me? Because Absalom, you oh, look who's referencing the Bible. <laughs> what makes you think I did that? I, I, and he kind of looks around and goes, I've been here. I've been locked up, put away by you and your little two robot friends. 
What can I do? You see, you give me a bit too much credit. Even when I was a spirit, I still had to be in the presence of the one I wanted to manipulate. And even more so now that I am a physical form. <coughs> this rotten flesh. No, no, no. The work of Suko lets you stand up, be proud, claim what you've done. You're the one that drew her mad. You know man's heart is wicked and when men gets together, just make each other worse. It's a good job though. I bet, you know, that's something I would be proud to claim was my work. So how come you're not talking to these fools? Why are you only, want, why are you only talking to me? Oh, they want to know this and that and try to figure out everything, but sometimes you just, t just get tired of pretending that you people could actually understand us. You could probably get them to kill me. You could probably <laughs> talk them right into it. Take care of it for you. No, David, thanks for the idea. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll use that. You should. Later. You should. It's good. It's good. How did you not think of that? Come on. I've You're smarter than me. I must be falling behind. So if you just come here to gloat and have fun talks with me. No, they told me that you have not said one word since you got here. And then I came in the hallway for 10 seconds and you were chatting everybody up. I just thought you wanted to talk to me. <laughs> Am I wrong? You don't want to talk to me? Yeah, certainly you are the most uh, interesting man here to talk to. It's the only ones that matters, that's for sure. If I'm misreading our relationship here, I thought you wanted to talk to me. I mean, I think I, think I gave you a lot to think on. We were interrupted last time by those machines. This is true, we were. What do you think of the things I have told you? What do I think of it? Yeah, it's the facts that I laid out for you. Oh, it puts me in a tough spot. Oh. I don't want to do any of those things, and you know that. Oh, yes, I feel for you. It's very rough. You know the problems with the human condition. Well, I guess we both find ourselves in spots we don't want to be in. He kind of lifts up his hand and points behind you and he goes you know there's an empty cell uh just across the hall there i wonder if we'll be if we'll be neighbors soon the rate of locking up everything coming from our world i'm sure you're coming soon you know once you're no longer useful to that uh that's a valerian fellow very strong-willed man yeah at least i wouldn't be able to kill myself in that room hmm. yes that would probably prevent you from doing that right oh, that'd yeah. be a tough spot yeah so you might want to do that sooner oh. rather than later yeah you know what else i can't quite figure out if you're I'm sure it's a great deal of many things, but sure, tell me yeah. one of them. If you're already here, and you're the top of the food chain, what difference does it make whether I live or die? Mm. I'm powerless against you. Mm. Nothing else could come through that's more powerful than you. Because you'll have to rack your mind about that one. What's this big obsession with me? Oh, please. You ask something you know the answer to. How many times must you hear the reason why we want you dead before you believe it? Because I... In case I go back, which there's no way for me to do from here. Oh, there is a way to go back. But why search for it? You know what will happen if you go back. What will happen? Please, is your memory so short? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to torture my family. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you seem to pass that off very lightly. Why? What were you doing before all this? You weren't already in that business? I was. I wasn't in the business of your family, though. Because other things to do, other missions given by the prince there. He's a busy... Busy creature. Has to be. He only has a limited time left. Like all of us. Or I should say, I had a limited time left. Now that I'm here, I'm really much better. Mm. What's that <laughs> song you have? Time is on my side. Oh, man. You're a crazy cat. I'm so glad you came. We've both learned so much about each other. Really. Yeah, one more question I'm a little confused about. Because you keep kind of talking both ways about it. Mm -hmm. And then... I'm getting kind of mixed signals. Uh-huh. So in our in, in in my world, you're just like what? 
like a second level, third level demon, subservient to the well, first off, to the devil. Demon is just a word you humans made up. I'm an angel, fallen angel. True, this is true. It is not what we uh, what has happened. Our passage defines us, though, David. We continue to and define ourselves in the current and the present. Great. So here you want to be the man. I want to be the man. <laughs> you're funny. None of us would ever want to have a... You're funny the way humans have titles. You're so... Um, what is the word you use? So so prideful that you're like, what is the number one thing to be? The man. I want to be that which I am. The man. The man is number one. Even in your speakings, you are so... That's fearful. ironic. A fallen angel calling a man prideful. <laughs> oh. Pride cometh before your fall. <laughs> yes, but it's the only difference between us... And you is not the pride, but it's forgiveness for our pride. The firstborn did not get the forgiveness, it was the secondborn. What? I wish Thaddeus was here! <laughs> you people are just as prideful as us. It was not oh, for I see what you're saying. It's just that we, got, we didn't get forgiven. The firstborn was skipped over! I look at David, I look at Soze, and I finally open my mouth. I was just talking to Dr. Freeze earlier about that. A very curious event, don't you agree? Or do you believe all this nonsense, these stories about angels and demons? Oh. Or these are all just fairy tales. Dave and I are just playing a story game. It's quite possible none of this exists. And somewhat preferable for my sense of conscience. But Don't buzz I your head about it. Most, most people I have to interact with, it's much easier if they don't believe I'm around. That's true. That's you know, fair. the biggest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world that he didn't exist. So you've said. Well, big man in charge who has the men shove me into a chair to show how big it he is. I didn't do that. It's a short-sighted. Is there anything else you'd like to do to prove that you are more powerful than me? That was your... Perhaps uh, come over and punch me in the face or call me funny names. Your, that was your guy, the Emperor, that did that. I thought you had that under control. <laughs> funny man you see uh, you're funny the way you say things you're so short-sighted it's your whole race it's always has been since, you've, so, since your lifespan is always so short it's like, what is your lifespan up to now like 90 to 100 years it used to be much longer boy we used to have to deal with you people a lot longer it was the first but uh you only see things that say ah oh, you don't see the long term you see are you are you just ignorant that you see me in a cage and you not and assumes that you have the advantage and that i i i um for the moment, I get like real serious with them, mm -hmm. and I take my mask up, mm -hmm. and I I say, um, I almost pity you, because deep down you still know that when I go back, no matter how long you torture my family for, no matter how long you torture me for, that day is still gonna come, that terrible day you know is coming, you know where I'm going and you know where you're going forever and ever and there's nothing you could do about it and so every day you touch torture my family or all these threats you're making would just make that day so much sweeter i'll look for you on that day he um did he just hesitate fashion, yeah and in, in, in same fashion I, he gets serious yeah because, and that, I, I i jump in at this point that is something i've yet to see because i look you hesitate up. i said dr free says i can't destroy you but my older brother can destroy you, and you know it, and he will. And you can't win. Not as long as I am here. And as soon as he says that, I stand up, and I'm like, 
and we know what the race is. And I walk out. I and I get up to follow David, and I, I stop for a moment, just like I did with Freeze. And I look at Jose. Curious. Most curious. And I keep walking. Right, the door is closed behind you, and you are brought... The hallways reintroduced. People are reintroduced into the hallway, and... As soon as we get out, I put my mask back on, I turn to Thorne, and I go, that shut him up. It was nice to see him hesitate for once. <laughs> Alright, and you go back to the room with, um, with Larian. He says, uh, well, how did it go? Well, should it have landed tails? No, no, it wasn't bad. I haven't learned anything new, uh, other than I think getting me back home in one piece should be everybody's <laughs> new priority. And let me deal with him there instead of here. Funny you should mention that, David. You see, long as you're up in the north, me sending you home is problematic. So why don't we continue with our conversation we started on the beach and organize, organize a way for my men to take over. Then we can find you a way home. Well, another thing that was reiterated in this conversation is I really get the strong feeling he wants us to do that, which makes me think we should not do that. Listen, David, I... A way of manipulation that I know to do is to make someone think you want something, right? And so that you don't give it to them. In reality, it's the opposite they want. I think you're being played. You're talking about reverse psychology. Yeah, no, I know. We do it with children where I'm from. Right. And I think he might view you as so insignificant to be a child to him. I will not be played, David. And I need the North sooner rather than later. You understand? Who knows when the next invasion is? It's not like a battle from the dwarves where we can see them mobilizing and we can prepare our forces. It could literally happen tomorrow. And I need everything I can get. I need the strength of the North in my arm. And those people need to be free. No more commanded by a uh, emperor they don't know ex doesn't exist. Or an Orokusaki that can change every time somebody thinks they can kill him. I mean, look at you. You reversed all that the last Orokusaki did in a matter of a month. Things change so quickly that they deserve some stability. They deserve a voice in their own future. And I deserve their army to protect this world. And he starts, like, walking to you. And it's kind of like you have to kind of like walk back, otherwise he's kind of like in your in your face. Um, and as he's like walking to you and, and saying these things, uh, David, he's like, goes, I know what it's like to be an emperor. I've done it most of my life. I know what it's like to have these pressures. You can't possibly be doing well. I barely keep it up and I've had to do this for my whole life. David, I can tell, look at you. And he puts his hands on your shoulders. And he kind of is like looking in your eyes. And it actually kind of hurts. He's actually holding your shoulders too much. And he says, I can see it. It's too much for you. You no longer need to bear the weight of your crown. Give it to me. And you, you realize your back is up against the wall. And he has his hands on you. And there's like almost like a fire in his eyes. <laughs> I kind of like... If you could picture that, I, I kind of do like a tipsy do. I just like slip, you know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> slip right out of his arms uh -huh. and kind of pace away from him. Mm -hmm. 
you know, like I'm contemplating. Right. He straightens up and kind of like strains his shirt, his, his breastplate. If what you're saying is true, and it's all about what's right and good and freeing people, then why don't we just convince them of this? Why do it through deceit? <laughs> what's your meaning? Well, you were just going off on the idea of the emperor they don't know and the Orokusaki who changes everything, and your idea is to fake kill me and put in an Orokusaki that will change everything. If we want to free them from this, why don't we just free them from this? It's what I suggested you to do, David, but you're going too slow, and you are, and I mean this not in an insulting way, you must know that I'm only trying to speak truth, but you are inept at this job. Men I could do can get it done in half the time you're getting it done. It's the same end goal. I'll help you, like I said, I would help you, but I won't fake my death. I won't deceive them to do it. Says the man who wears a mask. David. I will spill as much blood as I have to to make sure this world will be safe. Even the blood of friends. Let's do this my way. Set your plans for one month. If I haven't changed things to your satisfaction, give me the place. And I'll come and we can fake my death. But if I have changed it, then we don't. Roll diplomacy against Emperor Valerian Minsk. <laughs> Why even roll? <laughs> I'll give you it, 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 I'll give you a plus five to whatever your roll is. Because he likes me? Because it was a convincing argument. You, yeah, and he likes it. Yeah, we'll, we'll throw that in. So 23, 28 with the plus 5. You have one month, David. Impress me. Meanwhile, I will have my men, and he seems like relax a little bit, I'll have my men redouble their efforts to find you a way home. Because let me tell you, even better than faking my death would be just sending me right out of this world and then do what you want. I find it curious how strong you want to hold on to your position of power. Didn't, you didn't strike me as a man who would be so consumed by power that would want it that badly to hold on to it. Well, what can you say? You never know till you know, right? Is there anything further? Would you like to go home now? No, yeah, I would definitely like to get as far away from this place as possible. Right. I'll see you in one month, either way. One month. You know what? How about I send you a... Uh... An envoy, maybe two weeks' time. Would your embassy be ready by then? Yes. Good. We'll start the communications between our two great peoples. David, and he extends his hand forward. Uh, I shake it. Gives you a firm handshake and says, Good luck. You too. And he says, The wizard will see you out. I should have said, Luck? In my experience, there's no such thing. <laughs> The wizard uh, takes you if you guys are ready, and we'll teleport you home. Uh, while leaving the chambers, I give a medium bow, and I and I leave. And I turn and leave. All right. They lead you outside where your druid bodyguards are waiting, and tell and your your guy teleports you back home. You teleport back to your palace. Hey, Erg Drog, what class did you just come from? 
Pathfinder 102, Skills Detail. With Professors Caleb and Christian, I remember that class. Hey, listen, whatever the question is, the answer is perception. Those guys have a boner for that skill check. Erdrog not need perception. Erdrog not need to perceive someone to hit them with an axe. Today in gym class. Erdrog, please report to the principal's office. Erdrog to the principal's office. Power attacks, legs don't fit that extra four damage. My strip mod's better than his. Do you know why you're here, Erdrog? Erdrog, you tried to sunder the gym teacher. He walked into my threatened square. He invoked an attack of opportunity. You only invoke an attack of opportunity when you leave a threatened square, Erdrog. And you can't even sunder a person. You can only sunder objects. Do we have to send you back to Pathfinder 101? What? With professors Caleb and Christian, who teach new and experienced players everything about Pathfinder? Yes, their classes help everyone to be a better player. If you like Pathfinder, you'll love their classes. Now, I want you to go back through 101, Basic Mechanics, and 103, Combat Detailed with Weapons, okay? Are you kidding me? Erdrog love those classes! Can't wait to take again. Hey, hey, no run actions in the hall! Pathfinder Academy, teaching you everything you need to know about the Pathfinder RPG. Every Thursday, here on the Trailblazer Network. See you in class. You're teleported right to your room. And Lightning kind of looks up and goes, Oh, thank goodness you're back. How did everything go? Terrible. How is everything here? Terrible. <laughs> Glad we're on the same page. Why, what's going on here? Uh, everything's good. It's just I'm terrible. Oh, okay. Because I can't do this. Well, what is your replacement? Listen, I don't know. I don't know nobody. What am I supposed to do? That bunny, that bunny looks good. Put What's that bunny the tree? in tree. I told you to talk to the tree. Well, whatever you got left to do, I got something that needs your attention right away. Okay. We had somebody find someone of interest, and I think you should talk to him. We've captured a Chiro. Sedonis wanted to interrogate him, but since he is your daughter's boyfriend, I forbade it, and I said no one gets to talk to him but the Roku. And I have guards making sure nobody goes in. Uh, I've treated him well. He's not like he's not in a room with a chair with a bucket to piss in. I, he's got you know stuff there, make him comfortable. But he's Wait, secure. We, we forgot to play it into the game. Do we take our weapons back? Yes, you get everything back when okay. you go back out. Uh, where was he captured? Uh, out in the in the fields. He was just tied to a tree. When we found him. He was sunburnt. He was starving and thirsty. They abandoned him. <laughs> oh! <laughs> they abandoned him. <laughs> yeah. All right, let me go talk to this kid. He's um at the house of Hachiro. You remember that place where we first yeah, met yeah. Suko? I have him we brought there. Burn down. Yeah. Well, since we never did, I brought him there. We can burn it down now. It's yours, right? We can burn it down just for fun to say we finally did something we were supposed to do. All right, I'm gonna go talk to him. But uh, I know that you hate your job. But while you're still doing your job. The um yeah. the the embassy we were having built for the empire yeah that must be completed in two weeks time there'll be an envoy coming okay so all right do I'll, what you gotta do I'll, that's gotta get done I'll try to get that done all right and before uh, I go talk to him anything else I need to know about 
any movement at the tomb or? Uh, yeah, talk to Sedonis. He's got an update for you. Um, nothing violent. He's at the tomb. Yeah. All right. So first to. Yeah, yeah. Cheer up. All right. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Um, right, sorry I'm... to hear things didn't go well. Was it a good thing I didn't come? Yes, but I will fill you in later because I need. I want to talk to you about it. Oh, great. All right. All right. Love you, mom. Bye. All right. I get my two druids. All right. As you walk out, there's like a guy. Uh, there's like a, there's like a like a bench where everyone's like seems to be like waiting, and they look up at you and you hear lightning go. Uh, no, later, later, later. Like there's like a guy in a nice suit waiting there, and there's other people. And like Lenny comes out and he goes later. I to- he'll talk to you later. I actually stop and give them a bow though. Oh, and they give a bow. Like an apology. Yeah. We'll meet later. And they bow back. Okay. All right. I keep going. You go me, to the house of Churro? Yeah, me, Tharn, and my two druids. Okay. I really think, as we're walking, I look at David. I really think we should increase your guard. Against two. Anyone. At least four more druids, or four more of something. Well, the druid says the centaurs would be good, but they don't fit into buildings very well. Well, hopefully these two can get me from here to the house of whatever that place is. In my own right. town. They take All you right. to there. You were you unaccosted. I look at the druids as we're walking. I meant no offense, of course. Of course, master. Not to mention, I twirl my gun. Maybe I'm protecting them. <laughs> they don't have a sense of humor, Druids. No, they don't laugh. All right, we go to... Uh, or they do, or maybe they do the opposite. The thing where, like, your boss says something funny. So you're like, oh, yeah, see, he's very funny. <laughs> don't kill us. <laughs> now, I'd like to think they're probably more like... <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, oh, who's the monster who did all the stuff in, the, in um, during Prohibition? Uh, come on. Al Capone? Al Capone. You're like, Al Capone makes a joke. Everybody laughs at the table. All right, so you go over to the house of Chiro, and there's a room, and you see two guards guarding um, Chiro's door. And they, of course, bow when you come by. They let you in. There's a Chiro. It's just like a nice room. Like, It was just kind of like wasn't renovated for him, just like anything was taken out that he could use, and window was secured. And you see there's two people in there with him as well. They leave as you enter. Okay. And Chiro looks up at you. And he's sunburnt. It looks like he, he's been better. My dear Hachiro. And I kind of sit in a corner. I pull up a chair. Um, uh, I sit kind of close to him. Mm-hmm. And I say, uh, I've had a very long couple days. And I, I'm, I have a many, many uh, terrible things just bearing down on me and I appreciate the situation you're in but I have no time anymore for your strange principles and loyalties and all this and that so tell me everything right now or this will end very badly for you I have no mood for any of this sort of dance we've been doing with how you feel about Suko or this is your Oroku. You tell me every single thing right now. Intimidate check. I attacked to roll to intimidate this punk. <laughs> intimidate twenty. Okay. And he gets. A, he's been. He's been crying. Asuko's gone mad. She. She wants to overthrow you. She's. 
going on and on about you working with the Empire. Not how you're you're inept. Yes, yes, yes. Get on with it. I. It's just like a different person. I try to talk to her, and <clears throat> I told her that I thought what she was doing was wrong. That we needed to find another way. And she told me if that's the way I felt, then I didn't need to be around anymore. She had her Worvians disarm me and tie me to a tree to leave me to die. She wasn't even going to just kill me outright. She wanted me to suffer. I thought she loved me. I, I loved her. I love her. But this is not her. It's, it's, like, it's like there's somebody else inside her. Like a, like a dark passenger. And it's taken her over. Where is she? I don't know. Where's the last place you were with them? They were in the caves, and they were moving out. And they told me to get supplies, and to come back to a spot to meet them. Okay. When I met them, that's when I talked to her. That's when they tied me up, and they flew away. And you don't know what the plan was? I do. What's the plan? They're going to they're gonna target... Um, they stole a bunch of gunpowder, and they're going to target your embassy. They used the gunpowder to release those, those bug things, and she's made a deal to work with them. Apparently they're mad at something you did to their home. So they're going to use the gunpowder to blow open the, the tomb, is what you're saying. No, they did. That's how they got them to come out. Okay. But they're going to use the rest of the gunpowder to blow up the embassy. Gotcha. Don't understand. She's doing insane things. Like, the things that maybe you would do for something really important, but the things she does them for doesn't make any sense. Did she ever tell you how she got the Worvians to help her find all those prisoners for you? No. She. And you can see he's having trouble, like, getting it out. Not because he doesn't want to tell you, but, like, he just can't seem to. She let them have her. For a full night. As many as they wanted. Until the sun rose. She did that. So that she could have. That stupid party. And I guess after. The party didn't work out. After she had made that sacrifice. It just like. Put her over the edge. Even one of the Worvians tried to stand up to her recently. It was all like, you know, big macho man, right? And, and, and took her and shoved her on her knees. <laughs> forced himself on her. And you know what she did? She played along for all of 30 seconds and then she bit it off. Knocked the guy down and put her foot on his wound until he bled to death. That's my girl. <laughs> I don't think this is worth joking about. Needless to say, they're not arguing with her anymore. Needless to say, you should have told us where she was when we asked the first time. Yes, needless to say. But I feel like saying it anyway. And so... Listen, Oroku, I'm, I'm sorry. She made me choose between you and her, and, and I love her. And I thought I could help her. Lin Kuei has been my life. 
Because this is my land, and I'll protect it with everything I have. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should have sided with her. Forgive me. And he kind of like puts his his hand, head in his hand, and he begins to weep, like a bitter weep, like almost embarrassing. I uh, I put my hand on David's shoulder. Sedonis must be informed of this development. We should put the troops on alert. Well. Now we do have one slight advantage. We know what she's going to do next. Yeah, let's go see Sedonis. What are you going to do with the churro? He's just there weeping, asking you to forgive him. I pick him up. Okay. I kind of like <laughs> yeah, yeah. pick him up. Pull yourself together. Seems like the decision's been made for you, so now you are still Lin Kuei. Are you not? He looks up and he nods. I call in the guards. They come in. Take him to the castle and give him to... Uh, why can't I think of his name? Lightning? Lightning. And tell Lightning to um, keep him with him until I return. We'll be done, Grandmaster. I want you to go and assist Lightning until I get back. He sniffs and like wipes his nose and says, "Yes, Grandmaster." And he Show bows. me that you're ready to be Lin Kuei again. He bows deeply. There you go. He gives the sign and he and he goes with them. All right, let's go to Sedonis. All right, you go to Sedonis. As you go, you have to like walk through a forest, you know, through the forest. You kind of hear as you go through the forest. You know, this is like fall time, right? It's beginning of fall, or maybe in the middle. Uh, you know, leaves starting to change, and you can hear like flutes and different instruments being played in the forest. And you like, you see like, there's like dryads and nymphs and things like dancing around. And once in a while, you catch one of the people playing instruments, like a satyr or, or a fawn. And like, it just seems like the forest is alive, just with this, just with sound. And joy, almost like it's a very staunch difference than everything else that's been happening today. Kind of like if all the world was burning, these guys would still just be having fun. Okay. Go through the forest. And... I ask one of the druids, "If is this uh normal?" Then he smiles and he bows deeply, and he kind of almost like a kind of still with his dancing, he bows to you and he says, uh, "Surely it is fall. We're waking up." Waking up. And he nods and smiles. And he goes, would you like a biscuit? My guard says that? No. The f oh, I thought you were asking one of the... I was asking my guard. Drew my apologies. It. Sorry. I thought you were talking to the wrong person. Uh, he looks to you and says, it is. The forest is waking up, my lord. Now I go over and talk to one of the... <laughs> okay. <laughs> now I'm talking to the other. All right. It's a druid, too? Uh, no. Which one? There's fawns. There's satyrs. There's, there's dryads. There's nymphs. We want to talk to uh, a nymph. Okay. I just walk up and say good afternoon to one of the nymphs that's dancing. She bows in a dancing motion and says, Grandmaster, so happy to see you here. Come to celebrate the autumn season. Yeah, it's my first time seeing the forest awaken. It's uh, quite I'd... interesting. It's a joyous time. See that. Would you like a biscuit? <laughs> sure. I probably actually haven't eaten in a while. And, and she pulls out, uh, she goes over to a table, there's like a bunch of food laid on there, like grapes and different uh, fall fruits. 
and, and you see like there's a, a biscuit made of fruit, right? It's almost more like a pastry, but uh, and she hands it to you. She goes, I made it myself. My sister grew those berries. And what's your name? <laughs> Giving me people without names again. Dr. Evil. Oh, Lotus. Lotus. Uh, I eat the biscuit. Alright, cool. And she goes, would you like to dance? I don't mean to be rude, but I'm on a very pressing schedule right now. I don't have time. And as like, much as I would love to. Things are coming like all around you and dropping like flower, like uh, leaves and things around you, necklaces and things made of flowers and decorations. You're being like decorated. Um, kind of like chipmunks and things. And she goes, oh, I appreciate that you'd stop and even take a moment to speak with me. I hope later when you're more available, you come and dance with us. Soon I the will. winter will come. Then the then dancing what? will be over. Ah, I see. All right, I kind of bit to do. All right. Keep moving. She gracefully... I, leave on, I leave on the stuff that they put on me. Okay, she gracefully bows and you two leave. All of you have to decorate the dryads, everybody. The dryads, uh, the, I'm sorry, not the dryads, the, um, the, the druids, uh, they kind of don't look that much different because they're constantly decorated in very natural things. Should be a little more bright and vibrant than usual. All right, you guys leave and you're all decorated. And you, and you eventually get over to Sedonis. And um, uh, as you come up, you are noticed, and people come and, and Sedonis greets you, comes over and does a bow. My lord! I, I know you've heard of uh, our friend uh, Achiro was found. Yes, lightning has him over in the house of Hachiro. Well, I've spoken with him. Mm. Any new enlightenments? Well, if he's to be trusted, uh, he kind of confirmed what we already knew. Uh, it appears Suko wants to overthrow me and is putting together some sort of worthy and bug army to do it with. A foolish gesture. We will call upon nature to crush them. Especially since you and all your wisdom have reintegrated nature into the Linkway. And she told me also he told me also what she plans to do next, which could be something very useful to us, as I'm sure I do not have to over explain to a military commander. What is it? And he kinda pets his uh, his his beard. He everything he does, it always comes with a gesture. She we're building an embassy, as you know, for the Empire. Yes. Uh, there is an envoy coming from the Empire in two weeks' time. She plans to blow up the embassy. I'm assuming while the envoy is there. Mm. She's actually kind of bright. I don't think she's planning on taking us on, head-on. I think she's trying to start a war between us and the Empire. Mm. If you don't mind me saying, Grandmaster, she's a little bit brighter than I would expect from her. Mm. But it's always good to know your enemy. Very well. Uh, what do you wish for us to do? Well, considering this is the most useful piece of information, I suggest that we let her think she's going to get away with that. If we go too alert, too guarded, then she'll know that we know. You want to set a trap for her? Yes. Mm. Wise idea. Wise, wise idea. I will plan something with your permission. Yes, I think that's the bait. We have to lure them in. Hmm. We could capture some of them. Extract the truth out of them. Then, if we can find out where they're stationed, we can assault it. 
And now I'm starting to think she's not in this tomb. Hmm. Well, I can answer that if you would come with me into the tent. Okay. You go in the tent, and there's a map laid out. And it looks like a, a diagram of a bunch of tunnels. He goes, The rabbits have done well. They have done what they can do. I suggest and put forward now officially in the presence of all these people. I recommend them for accommodations by the Rokusaki themselves. They put themselves in the front lines of danger to save many men. You see, they came and they've mapped out the entire tunnel network system, starting with this entrance and going all the way out. And the place is completely empty. Barring any secret places that they have set traps for us, which we're still investigating, make sure it is not in place. But to the best of our knowledge, are not in place. They have completely abandoned these tunnels. The tunnel exits a few miles north. And what's disturbing about that was this tomb was filled with these bug creatures I told you about. She freed them. That's what she was doing here. And apparently they've all gotten out. So now we have a whole new problem. Surely that many things can't move along the surface of the earth without your, the, the Lin Kuei's crows spotting them. Uh, it seems like they've been on to that. I've had the crows looking for them. I think they're killing the crows somehow. You know, I have heard in, in dire times the robins have been called on. Yes, I'm looking into that. I see. Well, then with your permission, we will leave some people stationed in the tunnels to be sure they do not double back and trick us that way but I'll move most of my forces into coming up with a plan for defending any sort of attacks and for the one we know is coming. That sounds good. Now, Master, is there any other way I can be of service to you? No, that's all for now. And he bows deeply. Okay. I bow back. All right. Darn, anything to add? <laughs> Not a word, my lord. I think everything is going according to plan, but I do have some suggestions that should be spoken of in more more private setting okay we head back to the castle hey jacob you want to play some D&D tonight i can't uh i have to go make love to my wife tonight oh well um uh, next time i'll uh you know i don't even know if i love her anymore i don't really know her like what am i gonna do Someone should tell Jacob that people change, and it takes effort to stay connected with someone. But in the meantime, the fellows at Tales from the Lich always stay connected through gaming and friendship. When you can't play, listen. TalesFromTheLich.com Hey, uh, happy Valentine's Day. Alright, you go back to the castle. Um, to the castle! All right, when you get up to, you know, uh, your palace, like, everything's gone very well. I think some buildings going on, and it looks really good. Like, it definitely looks protected. It looks like definitely somebody resides there. A real emperor would reside there, and the Rokosaki would be there. And when you get there, there is a massive explosion as the embassy is, erupts into flames. burns down and as it burns down there is a post coming from the center of the building that is uncovered when the building falls apart that does not burn 
And there is a flag that unfolds from the post. And the flag has the symbol of the Empire with a painted red X over it. And it says in Aslanti, with the Empire, there can be no peace. And there were people building the embassy at the time. People were killed. And people are rushing to uh, address the situation. I look at David. With your permission, Lord. I would go. I would wish to go help. Okay, go. Okay, I jump on a horse quickly, and I, I assume this isn't a talking horse. Mm, sure, it is. Sweet. Quickly, quickly, go. He takes you. Okay, I figure we're at this for a couple hours. I'm trying to use what magic I have that would help. Okay. To like, like if there's an area that's particularly burning and ablaze, I use ray of frost. Right. Uh, After a while, uh, the post does catch on fire, and so does the the flag. I was about to deal with that, actually. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I go over to the post. I, su- I assume it's like it has a rope on it. Yeah. Uh, I take out my kukri, and I cut the rope, so okay. the, f- the flag kind of flies off and burns. Yes, okay. As you do it, there's like some sort of goo on everything. You kind of realize there's some sort of flame-retardant substance. That the rope and the post and the flags were covered in. Mm-hmm. But that burns up eventually. How many people are nearby? Uh, I don't know, a couple dozen. A couple dozen. Everybody's helping. The forest, like, look, the nature comes alive trying to help. Um, like, a path is, like, made to route water in. Mm-hmm. So instead of, like, where humans build buckets and bring it over, nature is, like, building, like, making, yeah, changing things so that it would naturally run over. And mm-hmm. then from there is taken to put out the fire. When we saw the explosion, it looked like it came up from the bottom below the building? It looks like the uh, building exploded outwards. So, so it was inside. It was inside. Okay. Lots of dead bodies? Um, ends up only, only a few people died. A few people were working on construction at that time. Okay. Not like dozens. Uh, I try to find a high point. Okay. To, and once everything's kind of calmed down, after a couple of hours, I guess. Um, I, I, I look around out at, out at the people and I try and find a high spot to address them. Okay. How long has David been in power? A couple months. Uh, and I address them. People of the north. Um, and I, I imagine I'm kind of lifting my voice to try and... Yeah, sure. They all look to you. This building was meant to be the embassy for the Imperial envoys to be able to meet with our leaders. For months now, the Oroku Saki has been attempting to find peaceful solutions to our problems, to bring peace to this land, and have peace with our neighbors, that all of nature should be undisturbed with the plight of war. The enemies of the Oroku Saki have done this heinous act in an effort to bring only death. They refuse the concept of peace. They refuse the harder path, which is to deal with our problems in a way that doesn't involve bloodshed. The Oroku Saki has been working months to bring peace, and these people have been working mere days in an attempt to bring war. 
Choose this day who you will serve. Yorokusaki is for you. These people, and I point around to the rubble, are for themselves. I stand with Yorokusaki and for peace. We will not let this heinous crime disrupt peace. Yorokusaki 2012. This message has been brought to you by the... <laughs> I'm David Cohen. I'm Rokusaki, and I approve this message. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good. All right. They listen and they hear it. And, that, and then afterwards, I step down and I start moving rubble again. I get Kill back. Whitey! <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen Black Sheep? No. Oh, it's such a good movie. And you go back to the Rokusaki's room, I take it? Mm-hmm. After all that? All right. Uh, covered, covered in dust and mud. All right, as you go by, there's still, like, a bunch of people, like, on the bench, or a bunch of people in robes, a guy in a nice suit and all that, and Lightning comes in, he, like, ushers in, he's like, later, 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 he's like, come in, and he lets you in, and he closes the door behind you. Mm-hmm. He goes, you got a lot of people to meet with you, but to take it at your time, David, let's not do things while you're tired and stressed. Are any of them of great importance? Not that I can tell. I've never heard any of them. They all feel like what they have to say is important, but I think if you ask anybody that, but I, nobody's heard of any of these people. One guy I can't even get a name out of. He refused to say anyone in his name except to you. Just, you rest. I'd look at David. If you would like, I can try to talk to some of them to see if I can weed out the, the lesser issues. Ichiro is in the corner, by the way. He has a uniform on again. You know what? Kind of cleaned up. Before I rest, I'll meet with one. Okay. Bring me the one that wouldn't give his name. Very well. All right. And he opens the door and he goes, "You and send and uh, Tom and send the rest. Tell them the rest tomorrow." Okay. He was out. You can hear him muffled talking outside. And then he opens up the door and he goes, "I present to you the Orokusaki." And the guy walks in and he gives a bow. This guy is in a very nice suit at that time. He is very obviously not a northerner. Uh, I'm. He, I'm sta- sorry to interrupt, Caleb. I'm standing a couple of feet in front of David. Okay. Full-blooded elf looks like. And he comes in and he gives a little bow as best he can. Very very obviously not practiced. Okay. I'm sitting behind my desk, so I don't do anything. I'm just sitting there. And he has a big, big mustache. Big mustache. Okay. Covers his mouth. He goes, um, Orokusaki. Mr. Orokusaki, if that's right. Orokusaki's fine. Orokusaki. I am pleased that we could have this meeting. I find myself wandering about your great lands here in the north. And I find it delightful. Everything here is is just wonderful. It's a place I, I could definitely find myself taking a nice vacation. And while I was wandering about your plains, your great plains, I happened to cross something. Great flying beasts, a group of them. And I thought to myself, now this... This is something that the Orokusaki would want to hear about. As I understand, you're, you seem to be looking for these people. Yes? And how do you know of that? Oh, you know, word gets around. I actually kind of, to be honest, I kind of pride myself as a man who knows things. Do my best to know what's going on around me. And I thought that that would be information that the Orokusaki would want to have. 
I look back at David and kind of give him a look. Is this guy serious? Like, I don't say that. It's just kind of the look I give him. Okay, so share this information. As I told you, I love having information. And information is actually my employee. How I make my money. There's the catch. I want more than anything to tell you this. And I think the few platinum pieces... My lips can be loosened. You seem pretty desperate for this information and doesn't look like a lot of people have it. So I'd be willing to part with this information. He starts like pacing back and forth. Let's say a million platinum pieces. Or, sorry, a million gold pieces. So let me get this straight. You think one of the most richest, powerfulest men in the world goes around at night beating up criminals. <laughs> Here we go. And your plan is to blackmail this man? <laughs> you know, in that, do you say that, David? No. Oh, but I do say, uh, I'm sorry, what's your name? Oh, see, that's, that's another piece of information I could part with for a price. And, and uh, Lightning kind of looks to you and says, well, if we were to make any sort of deal, we would want to make it official. And there's a... Uh, there's a bank in the Empire I remember coming across. We could deposit the money there, but we would have to have a name to deposit that money. Oh, my best friends call me Cash. And, like, Lightning kind of, like, leans back again. So, clearly you don't know a lot about this land. I am new here. But I you do pride want yourself on information. Well, you know... Everything takes time, my friend. Oh, excuse me. How informal of me, Mr. Orokusaki. Everything takes time. Uh, now I stand up uh -huh. and I go, it's funny that you should say that. And I kind of gesture to my druids uh -huh. to grab him. All right. They grab him under each, each arm. Take him to the jail. No, 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 no. Lock him up. Huh? Time is all we need. You're correct. That's all you need is time. And I'll put you in the cell. And when the time has gone by where you feel like sharing this information with me, then you'll be free to go. I anticipated this course of action and would like to to repropose you something else, to, to send you back another deal. That's how bartering kind of works. You make one offer and lose the next. Let me counter offer. These people seem to be on, uh, seem not to like one place all too often. And it is true that given amount of time, you'll get the information from me. But then you'll have to ask yourself, will it be even worth getting? I think to get this information, the, the, the earlier you get this information, the better. And so if you were to pay me my money, small denominations please, by the way, I don't need to be robbed. I believe if you pay me my money earlier, then the information will be worth anything. Otherwise, it's just vindictive torture. You know, Master Rokosaki, this man does have a point. He's offering us such wonderful information that we've been looking hard for. And he just lands in our lap. And for a million gold pieces, which is a very steep price, I might say, he's willing to give it to us. I'm, I'm willing to go down 900,000. 
100. 100,000. You insult me, sir. And for that, there's a tax. So now we've gone down 800. Now it's 850. And like the druids are like looking at you just like, what do you want us to do with them? Hold them here or not? I don't say anything to them. Keep holding right. them. They keep holding them. See, man, I said, uh, you are making a lot of good points. This information is very time sensitive. So this I take I take my <laughs> gun out of the holster. <laughs> and I uh, I open the chamber. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess it's old West style. It either folds this <laughs> yeah. way or out that way. Yeah, yeah. I take all the bullets out, uh-huh. and I hold my hand out, uh-huh. and I say, "There's six, six, right?" I hold it out to him. Yeah. Then I take one, and I put it back in, uh-huh. and I spin it, uh-huh. and close it. Uh-huh. And then I cock it, and mm-hmm. I put it straight to his forehead. <laughs> and he goes. Now, a man in my business is not unfamiliar with a gun or a knife to his throat. So, I'd just like to remind you that a dead man tells no tales. 800,000. Final offer. I'm not going any lower. You know, I look at David. The ground has been lacking fertilizer out in the east field. Trying to grow, trying to grow corn out there is such a bloody difficulty. Every minute you waste trying to intimidate me is a minute they could be leaving. Let's, we can both walk away very happy. All right, let's do this fair. So I think what I should do is I'm going to roll a D6 since there's six chambers. Tell me if you agree with this. So the first roll, I think, should dictate what chamber the bullet's in, one to six. Well, the bolt will be in number one, no matter what. The bolt's in one, roll the d6. And if you get when one, When I you pull shoot the trigger, I roll a d6. If I get a one... You shoot him. Yep. All right. You get to pull the trigger? Yep. All right, roll a d6. Like a g6. Click. Well, okay, so now... Uh, you don't, Do you spin after every time or no? Yeah. Okay. And it, and it kind of it winces and goes... <laughs> Listen... We don't need to be so I spin brutal it again. I'm totally this. ignoring him at this point. I, ignore, I, I spin it again, cock the hammer, put it to his forehead. <laughs> we can both walk away, happy men. It's just goods and services. People do it all the time. I want a fig. Click. You have a fig. Yeah. Click. Uh. I spin the barrel. I pull the hammer. I want the fig, and I've got gold. So here's ten gold. Give me a fig. I have Click. a fig, and you have... Sir... I ask you I to please barrel, calm down and consider. And if I am hammer. dead, you will not get this information. You know, I, I do want to point out that Master Rokusaki is a very busy man. And he doesn't have much time. He's also can be a little bit impulsive, if you don't mind me saying so, Master. I would just give him what he wants, and I'll make sure you get paid. Roll a d100. Uh, roll, roll uh, no, not you. Uh, roll, both of you roll Intimidate. Right. This is you assisting him, so roll a, uh, Intimidate David, and you get a plus five from Dom. Right. It's called uh, Aid Another. You're aiding another. So, plus five. Yep. <coughs> well, Dom actually needs a roll Intimidate as well. If he gets a, a 15 or more, you get a plus five. I got a... Oh, okay. If I get a what or more? 15 or more, I think. Plus my Intimidate? Yeah, I'm checking it now to make sure I'm not wrong. 23. Oh, yeah, you can. You get a plus five, David. 32. Because, okay. All right. 500,000 gold. 
It's a steal. It's a steal. I spin, I spin the barrel and put it to his head and pull and cock the hammer. All right, roll again. Oh, you cock the, the hammer. He goes, listen, this is, you're being very unreasonable. You know, I think. Click. I spin maybe the barrel to, and pull the hammer and put it to his head. I think 250,000 is a bit better. Don't you, Master Roku? I'm surprised you haven't actually gotten a one yet. <laughs> I know I haven't. I truly haven't. I've, uh, I've, I trust rolled, you. It. I've uh, rolled it five times. And he, and he sees like sweating. He goes, 250000 is is a fair price, my opinion. You know how to start high. That's the way negotiations go. You never start at the price you want because it always goes down. 250000 gold is is the right price. You're right. I agree with you. I deal. We have a deal, sir. I have no time for this. Now I take him. I grab him by the... Well, I, I can't grab him because I'm using my metal arm. Yeah. So I kind of like hook it around his head. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, pull him away from the druids. Okay, they like only have him. I push him straight down to his oh. knees. Yeah. Uh, I open the gun, and I put all the five bullets back in. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> Caleb's going. Oh no! <laughs> so I have no need to roll anymore. Okay. I then reach into my own purse or whatever i carry whatever yeah. you would have in those days i uh-huh. take out one platinum piece uh-huh. and i put it on the ground like right in front of him uh-huh. and i cock the hammer and i say the good thing about being the roku is when i shoot you no one's gonna ask any questions why <laughs> make another intimidate check <laughs> wait and i say one more thing and i say okay. choose your next words wisely because they are they will be your last Unless, of course, you simply give him the information he needs. Fifteen. Okay. Hey, we have nothing to lose. We don't have the information anyway. We kill him right where we are anyway. I'm not giving this guy $250,000. I'm a citizen. I kind of get in his face. The Empire has no jurisdiction here. Mm, roll intimidate. That'd be a tough one. Fifteen. He goes... There is no place where they do not have jurisdiction. You kill a citizen. I don't know how familiar you are with the Empire, Mr. Orokusaki, but they tend to avenge their own. I'm a citizen, too. And his eyebrow goes up like, um, that's not possible. To put it bluntly, uh, Mr. Cash, you said Cash it was? We could put a bullet through your brain and cut you up into little pieces and bury you in your body in different portions of our fields. And Emperor Valerian will do nothing more than ask what happened and nod his head, drink a little bit of his water, and then we'll get back to business as we always do. He smiles, a sinister smile, and says... I saw them up north. If you give me a map, I can point to exactly where I saw them. There is a tunnel, and they went into it. A bunch of them. Hmm. And you know what? Keep the platinum. This is gratis. Alright, bring him a map. Alright, a map is brought, and he points to a a, a section on the map. Uh, I'm standing behind him at this point, and I look down at my sword, and I look at David. And I go like this. (laughs) Thorn, I have to go prepare a party 
for going to this map. I'm sure that I'm going to leave you now. I'm sure you can see our friend out. Of course, I'll make sure. Uh, did you bring a horse, Mr. Cash, or how did you get here? I did. Well, I'll make sure that um, you're taken care of. All right, I leave them. Okay. Um, are there any guards in the room? There's lightning and there's a churro. Mr. Cash, I just want to personally thank you. I, I do want to apologize for having to get rough there. I, I am a servant of the Rokusaki, and I am required. Lightning is like him. walking to you, like he's like, he's just walking to you, <laughs> like behind the guy, so like he can't see. Yeah, but I just want you to know, and I go to put my hand on his shoulder. Uh, I want to try to incapacitate him with a shocking grasp. Okay. Just to complete, just taken by completely by surprise. Yeah, don't bother rolling. You knock him out. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he falls over. Before I do that, yeah. I just want you to know, I have the most sincerest hatred of, um, there's a word for it, uh, people who benefit from war. Oh, uh, I'm not profiteer, um... Yeah, profiteer. Uh, yeah, it's a profiteer. Is that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of whisper right in his ear, I have the most sincerest hatred for profiteers. And I, I used to call them carpetbaggers. And I, and I shock him. Okay, knocks him out. Uh, I bring him out back, the back side of the palace. Lightning, lightning, before you even leave the room, lightning goes up to you and goes, what are you gonna do with him? I should be very clear. I mean, you asked. The only reason I'm saying is it's him, Ichiro, and of course his translator. Mm -hmm. Did you see that sinister smile on his face? I did. I don't like information being in the wrong hands. This man, I promise to take care of him, and I will. He, if he's not alive, he has no problems that need taken care of. His only crime is trying to profit off of information. He is an asshole, but that is not worth the death penalty. Information now, that he's going to be bringing to people. David did... Oroku did not tell you to kill him. And if he does, I want to talk to him first. This is not right. What would you have me do with him? I'm not going to let him go free. What, why not? You got what you needed out of the guy. I got what I needed out of him, but there's something else at play here. If anything you didn't want him to hear, you shouldn't have said it. You don't kill him for any mistake you made. Wonderful, then. I'll put him in a dungeon. N Here's what's happening. No, no, no. Here's uh, hey, I am the se I have seniority over you, buddy. All right? I've been here longer. I don't give a crap what anyone says. I am taking him, and I'm bringing him to the house of Ichiro, and I'm going to put him in the same spot. I put um, Ichiro over here. And I'm going to talk to David, and him and I are going to talk about what's going to happen here. I'm going to default to whatever David says, so if he says you can kill him, I'm going to have to agree. But I am going to talk to him about this first. I ain't doing this clo cloak and dagger stuff where, oh, I have to go. I hope he doesn't die while I'm gone. No. I'm talking to him. You got that? I have like a kind of an upset look on my face, so I'm kind of fiddling with my sword in my hand. Fine. I find you very attractive. I have to go now. All right, come on. Take him. Wait, does he really say that? Yeah. Uh, he goes, all right, come on, let's go. And uh, and, and he has the, he, he gets two guards to come in and take take away the guy. I have no idea how David got anything. I look at Hichiro. I have no idea how David got anything done before I got here. Hichiro, Hichiro has no idea on this planet how to react. <laughs> <laughs> this guy doesn't know what to do anymore. 
but to just say yes and do what the Rokusaki says. So he's like, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and I catch up to Lightning. And please, for the love of God, put a guard on him. Of course. Thank you. What do you think I am, stupid? For leaving him alive, yes, but we'll I get to I think I was that born later. yesterday. I was, I was born out of fireflies at least two months ago. All right, let's go. <laughs> at most, at most two months ago. All right. David, what are Meanwhile, you doing? I'm assembling a party of non-humans. Okay. War party. I catch up with David, and I look at him. Lightning is really getting on my nerves. Well, we don't have time right now to... <laughs> Iron it out. Um, we have to go to this place immediately. Are you going to go to Sedonis? He's, mm -hmm. he's Mr. Army. If you want to assemble anything, he's the guy to go to. Oh, I can't assemble people. You can, but there's all, he has a lot of people as a point. Like, he was preparing, that was the front. So, but yes, you can assemble a smaller force. I, I do both. I assemble a small force, mm -hmm. and then I go to Sedonis with everybody. Okay, Sedonis like goes rides up to meet you before you even get there, and he's like, "What's going? What's going on?" Um, just to save time, I catch him up on the whole thing. And he goes, "I take it by what you're bringing here. You're not gonna let me take it like I did last time. There's, we're not doing the slow." Well, I appreciate where you're coming from with that. I don't think time is a luxury we have right now. Alright. Very well. But let me convince you of one thing, Grandmaster. Let me take your place. Don't put yourself in danger. I'll go myself. Oh, wait, rewind, rewind real one second. Mm -hmm. I told Lightning to... They still have two weeks to build an embassy. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, I just say this to those I don't know if this plays any role at all. It's up to you. But you are tired. It is, this is the end of the day. And you just had all that stuff happen to you. You could decide yourself whether or not it plays any role. It's, it's nighttime? Yes. Night will give us an advantage. We can move our forces definitely with uh, lesser notice. Let's go. I'm going to accompany you. I have every confidence in your ability to protect me. <sighs> yeah, he runs his hand through his hair and goes... <laughs> Very well. Besides, you'll find me a much better warrior than an Oroku. The Grand Master's will is his own. And uh, you guys go over there, and, and, and just as uh, Mr. Cash had told you, you find a, a big op uh, an opening covered by like a, a makeshift like branch has been laid out. Mm -hmm. Can you think of like, the Vietnam War when they had the rat holes and they would put things over the rat holes? Like that, but bigger. And you guys move it, and there's a hole... And I assume we have a lot of guys with us, right? Yep. He goes, so you just want to funnel people in here like a flood of water, but instead it's a flood of soldiers? Send in one advance team. And he, and he grabs a, he grabs one of the animals, and he's like, you're, you're ahead. And he's like, he's like talking to him. He's like, you understand? You're going to keep us alive. You, your word and your scouting is going to keep us alive and the Grandmaster alive. You have a very important job. And he's like giving a motivational speech. I miss Oscar. <laughs> You know what? We need to take a moment to go back in time because Oscar was supposed to take a was supposed to have another spot. He rewinding time. When you guys arrive at Ichiro's front door, Oscar is pacing back and forth, mock guarding it. <laughs> Oscar was the one that found him. 
Oscar. This was something I had planned and had forgotten. Oh, Oscar found a cheer out. Oscar with the one he goes, Oh, Grasser, Grasser! And he runs around your feet and he goes, Look what I did, look what I did, look what I did! I caught him, it was all me! He was all up there and he's all tied up and I found him and I found him all by myself. It was me. I'm a real inquay. <laughs> Alright, well then in rewind, I gave him a fake medal. <laughs> oh, nice. And awarded him. And he like stands all proud and he fixes it on himself and he's like so excited. Like you find like a bottle cap and say yeah, this. <laughs> like you like you reach your pockets, you have like an old beer can cap. You're like now this is a symbol of brand. <laughs> Says Budweiser. On yeah, it. yeah, yeah. This is an ancient word that means courage. <laughs> Liquid courage. <laughs> but yes, he was the one that found a hero. All right, all right. Back to where he, we were. He gets home. His wife says, "What's that? This is my this, this is my badge." Jack Daniels. Yeah. All right. So back to the thing. Um, uh, one of the Panthers goes out in front. Um, and then behind him, um, are, where do you want to be in the line? We have like a front guard and a rear guard. So in the middle. Okay. Um, how are they going forward? Is it just like a kind of gelatinous kind of group moving forward? Is there like a spear point? Like, like kind of like an arrow shape formation. As you're saying, the, it's as wide as the tunnel allows. Maybe three people wide. Okay. It's a tunnel, right? And every time there's a branch, people part off into the branch, and then they and after they've completely explored their branch, they come back to wait to come up behind, right? Mm. So it'll constantly be cycling through. So you won't be in the middle forever. Um, when you get to like the third branch, um. Sedona stops and says, um, uh, we wait for the, uh, for the people in the other branch. If they need reinforcements, we have to support them. Okay. We're not going to move forward without them. And, um, they eventually, they come back and they're like, you know, you know, these branches were empty and they continue on. And this, uh, this continues on for hours and, you you are happy to have other people with you because at your tired state you could not keep track of where you are. If you were just everyone disappeared and you were told to get back out, you wouldn't be able to do it. But luckily, you know, you're with a bunch of people, and it's uh and it's tiring work and it's you know you can't really be quiet because you all have equipment and stuff on, so it's not like sneaking. This is determined determination. You know, like if we can't show quiet, we'll show force. We'll make them think we have more than we have, right? And um. And a couple um, birds are sent ahead of you, and their only mission is to find if they can find another exit. If they can find the exit, they're supposed to report back, and then you know, try to pincer in. And uh, and the and the um, panther is kind of like he doesn't go off to any tunnels. He tries to stay whatever what you know is the main tunnel. And if the main tunnel just branches left or right, he picks one, and that's the considered the main continued. Um, and he constantly comes back saying, it's clear, it's clear, it's clear. Um, and then you uh, you get to a point where you're starting to get to water. And you kind of like touch it. And it's like, there's like a maybe knee-high water where this is. And we're like, well, we've hit the water line. Um, and Sedona so goes, it's kind of strange. You, we're near the ocean. It should be a lot higher than this. Uh, whatever these th things are, they sh they must know how to irrigate and and change things because this doesn't make any sense there should be a sitting water level <laughs> that we hit much earlier um i stop 
Yeah. Could they be damming the tunnels? Yes. They very well could. That means they could release the dam if they wanted to. It does mean that. And, like, before he even, like, finishes that, he, uh, he gives symbols to everyone to back up. And he goes, we're going back right now. And he goes, I want... And he's, like, he shoves you, David, forward, and he goes, get to the front of the line. Uh, which is, you know, the old back. What do you do? But when you say when it gets to knee-high water, does it still go off in the other tunnels it that we haven't Yep, yet? it goes on into the darkness. You have torches, uh, torches and sun rods and magical spells to keep your, your light going. Um, are, do we have any birds with us that are, have flown that direction yet? No. None of the birds have come back that you, everyone sent out. And remember, their one goal is to find the exit. They weren't just exploring the panthers. And, and Sedonis is like, are you, are you going back with him? Uh, was just trying to take you back. Are you going with him? We, we don't go all the way back. Uh-huh. Like, the main party kind of retreats back to a few tunnels back where it was just high and dry. Right. And camp. All right. And we leave an advance team to keep searching in the water tunnels. All right. And, and maybe, like, a couple runner go between messenger guys, like, updating each tunnel as it clears. Right. Sedonis, like, sits with you in, like, a, like a, your, as they're beginning to make, like, a little command thing, and he goes, um, you can see my point, Grandmaster. This is, this can be a death trap. I don't want you down here. It is my duty to keep you alive. I beg of you, take my advice. Take a detachment, return to the surface. Put it this way, if we all die, they not only lose the Grand Master, but they also lose his, his second-in-command, and they lose uh, a general, along with their main armies. It is unwise to have everything in one section. All right, fine, I listen to him. We leave kind of like two teams. Okay. And I go back to the entrance with the main group but I stay you know we camp right at the entrance okay alright um and provisions and things are starting to be made so that you can be there for a while you plan to be there for a while or well, at least through the night Let oh just through the night okay yep yeah. keep right. searching and like a while I sleep and see where we're at when I wake up alright so you go to sleep yeah Thorn uh, I sleep for a couple hours but I want to be awake before the Rokusaki Okay. Are you going to get a full rest, though? Or are you going to yeah. be fatigued? I'll, I'll get a full rest. Okay. Alright. You, uh, you guys, uh, Thorin wanted to wake up first, so I don't see a reason why not to, unless David has a problem with that. No. David, uh, Thorin, you wake up first. Alright. Uh, I take a quick look around and see if anything changed. No, people, it just looks like a, like a command post. People go around talking to things. And, uh, Sedonis is back up there with you guys. Uh, he 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 got a couple links. Uh, you don't know. I look at he's so he's like Sedonis. He looks at you and he looks tired. Have you been awake all night? Yes. Have any of the birds come back? No. Damn. <sighs> Need anything of me? No. Get some sleep. At least an hour. Rest a bit. I'll sleep when I'm dead. And he goes over and he continues to do things. Uh, Alright, David, you wake up. Okay. I uh, basically just asked for a report. He goes, None of our birds have come back. Have we sent runners to explore the tunnels? We're taking it a little bit slower. I know you don't want to take it slow, so we're not going as slow as before. We're taking it a little bit slower. Uh, but uh, your friend was right. We found a dam. Um, 
Well, the question is why they didn't release it on us because there was a spot, a sweet spot where they could have done it. So that's the only question. Uh, but I find it interesting. These things sure seem to act like they're at war, booby trapping this place like that. I wonder, how did you know they were here? Was it one of our birds? No, I told him how I knew. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, he goes, I wonder if this was a trap of some sort. The only thing that makes me think it's not is that it wasn't sprung. Perhaps they were just waiting for more fish. I don't know. But uh, but it's also possible this in the trap, and maybe they were just sleeping or in a further section. Who knows how far these things can dig. If none of our birds have come back, either they're dead, or this thing is so gigantic that they haven't found it yet. We're still trying to determine why they build these redundant tunnels that mean nothing. They're empty. But we're constantly having men come up there. Men are coming up to switch out to sleep, to send out more men down there. Anything that's in the tunnels awake. We have no sleeping down there. Okay, keep going until you get to the till there is no more to search. Um, has there been a plot of the tunnels drawn out yet on like a paper in the command tent? Uh, uh, it's the beginning of one. Yeah. Uh, I take a walk over to it, and I and I look at Sedonis. Is there a way to turn the trap on themselves? What's your meaning? Well. There's one of two possibilities. That they're here or they're not. It leads us to think that they're not here because they haven't sprung the trap. But they could be much deeper down. Is there a way to make turn these tunnels into their tomb? I like where you're going with that. We look down, and as soon as we have a confirmation they're down there, we see if we can't bring the water down to them. I like it. I say that's. We'll make that our course of action. Okay. I look to the Orokusaki for just like general approval. That's fine. Well, the work is long and grueling, but it will be done. If I'm, I'm looking at this map they're starting to make. Mm -hmm. Do the tunnels like spread out side to side, or is it all kind of going straight? Across? In all directions, vertical and horizontal. Everywhere. No, but what I mean is, if you were above ground, following the map, uh -huh. would it just keep going like out and out and out? Or yes, does it it's spread. It's both flat? going deeper and farther. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, well, I guess what I'm asking is, if you were following the the tunnels from above ground, mm -hmm. would you have to keep going very far to your left and right, or is it just forwards mostly? Oh, I see. What you're it's mostly forwards, but yes, you would have to go in some ways to your left and right. But, but not a huge distance. No, the predominantly forward it is and longer how, than how it is wide. How far have we mapped? Like miles we're talking about? No, because you only had it overnight, and the mapping is, is not super quick because it's be done like on a 3D plane. So, not very so far. If, if From above ground, if I look in the direction the tunnel's heading, what am I seeing? Uh, it's just kind of like going northeast a little bit. In the woods or into plains? Or? Into the plains. The plains go on for like a very long distance past those floating tower things. Right now, you're north of the floating towers. It goes northeast past the floating towers where your old stronghold was. Okay, I take a couple men, a few, like a decent group, mm -hmm. and I ride above ground following the map. Okay. Above ground, though. All right, and Sedonis demands that some birds uh, scout out ahead of you. Okay. Not that they've been very helpful. 
and I just start heading, like staying strict on that line of the tunnels from above. All right. You do that, and how long are you willing to ride before stopping if you come across nothing? I would say the distance that we traveled under the ground. Okay. So, like, I'm above where I knew we were, and then an equal distance past that. All right, it takes... Yes, Thorn? Real quick, before we leave, I, I write a quick note to Sedonis, and I, I grab one of the ravens or one of the uh, larger birds. Uh-huh. And I say, and I say, uh, fly back to town. Grab a few balls of yarn, uh, and get them to Sedonis. And um, I write a little note to Sedonis. Uh, use the yarn. Send out some more birds if you can, and use the yarn to track them. Okay. Bird goes. All right. It takes you a couple hours as you're riding. And um, let's say it takes two hours. One hour to go the distance. One hour to go the equal distance. And about an hour and forty-five minutes in. You hear, kind of like a, a Jurassic Park when the Tyrannosaurus Rex would walk and the water would rumble, but larger. And you see in the distance, um, your mother. Oh, sick burn. You see. You were waiting for a while to use that, weren't you, Jalen? No, no, I just got that one right now. It looks like a living mountain. And it's just walking the plains. Whenever one of its feet land, dirt just flies into the air. Almost as if you put your foot uh, forcefully into water and water would fly into the air. That would be the place to hide. And, and it vibrates everything so they're deep. Kind of like long, almost 30 second tone comes out of the thing. Who's, who's with us? Whoever David said he took with him. I took a significant force with me. Mm-hmm. I looked to one of the people riding with me to see their reaction to it. You know, they're amazed, but it's not surprise. Uh, I ask one if they, you know what this is? Yes, it is the great Fuchisuka. It is a, l- a living part of the land. We've steered clear of it for generations. Though it is intimidating, it is safe. As long as you do not get stepped on. It is not very aggressive. I look at David. If I wanted to hide, that is where I would do it. Okay, I turn to one of the things with me. Is that possible? What, Grandmaster? Would it allow you to climb it? Yes. Matter of fact, it was uh, it is a plan of escape in dire times to get on its back. An evacuation of sorts. Are there any birds with us? Yeah, a bunch. I take one and I send it out. To do what? Just to fly in and near the mountain. Your instructions are just to fly around the mountain? Fly toward it and just as if you're going to land on it. Okay. And then after about two minutes, I send out another bird. I, or, uh, not two minutes, about a minute. I send out another bird. I say, watch it. Okay. Don't, don't get close. Just watch. And if anything happens, come back to me. All right. All right. And I dispatch a rider back to update Sedonis. Okay. And then I keep 
we kind of slow down, but now we start heading towards it. All right. Um, are there any? Is there like a tree line nearby? A tree line? No, this is a great plains here. Great plains. Yep. There's no no place to hide. Right. Darn. Okay. All right. I uh, know you guys stay out like a sore thumb. Uh, it takes a while because it's a great distance to travel, but the bird completes, uh, both birds complete your objectives and return safely. Um, any, anything to report? Uh, no, Master. Everything seems fine. I circled and saw nothing on it. No caves? Uh, it does have caves that naturally form in it, but if anyone would go into there, they would be cooked. It is very hot in there. Like a volcano, but without eruptions. Mm. Yeah, it's just one wild goose chase after the other. It, is Oscar nearby with us? No. Not since you said, come with me, and then cry. <laughs> it takes another step. It's very slow moving. Sometimes it just like, sticks to stand still for a long time. And we've seen no nothing out of the ordinary traveling to that point. Nope. Do we have any groundhogs with us? Anything that lives in the ground? Sedonis is making use of them. So they're all with Sedonis. Some are. He doesn't take every groundhog in the land. I look at David. With your permission, Master, I would have Oscar or some other ground creatures watch nearby Fuchisuka and let us depart. Unless your intent is to scale the mountain. Strong vibration. <laughs> Comes from it. And I, I look at the other person. When, when is that orbital cannon I order going to be finally put up? <laughs> Well, you know, the last Rokosaki was trying to make something like that. You guys destroyed it. <laughs> now we continue towards it. Okay. You continue towards it. Uh, how far are you going to go? All the way to it. All right, you get to one of its feet. It is, uh, it is the hottest part of the day now. You've eaten up half the day. What do you do? Aside from trying not to get stepped on. Now that we're way closer, I send up two more birds to go and scout out the entirety of it again. Okay. Two more birds, you say? Mm-hmm. All right, they go. They come back after about... It's a, about like an hour. It's a lot to scan. And they come back and they uh, report the same thing. Um, nothing out of the ordinary spotted. It's too quiet. I don't like it. You're getting that impression from the quick again here in my room, but this thing is a very loud... Smoke billowing out of it makes the moans. Every time it moves, it's loud. It is not a quiet thing. Every once in a while, when it stands still, uh, the noise stops. How difficult does it look to scale? Is it like impossible? It's like, like mountain climbing, or it's is mountain it... climbing. Darn it! I left my jetpack at home. <laughs> Let's go back to the SCP Foundation and grab that helicopter. Exactly. Well, now just out of pure curiosity, I uh, I scale it. Okay, this is mountain climbing work. Like, it's not something you could just say. I've run across the yard. I guess you'll send for equipment and stuff. Um, no. Oh, so it's just there for scenery. Um, no. I uh, we I leave two birds. Okay. Just tell them to continually circle it and scout it. All right. Then you head back to Sedona's. We're yeah. back to your palace. Where are you going? Sedona's. All right. You get there. It's night again. 
This took up your day. Okay, and there's no change there. They didn't find anything. So we camp out. All right. Sedonis uh, tells you his uh, what's happened there, and he says, you know, we've explored more of the tunnels, um, but there seems to be more and more as they go deeper, as they go further anyway. There's more tunnels. It's like we're on the outskirts, and like as it came from the center, and they branched out. Um, which would make sense. So somehow, if you know, originally we thought if they would start from the outside and dig down, right, the tunnels would outreach that way, and it would get more complicated the farther they go. But it looks like they came from the inside, which would make sense. How there could be so much cave in so short a time? I'd imagine before if where we found the exit, they all came out and then burrowed back into the earth. But it looks like there were some here that were burrowing out. How they got here is must be from another entrance. This must be like an access panel, as it were. I have men looking across the surface near here to see if we can't find another entrance. The good news is we've lost no life. I take it your adventure has proved fruitless? Yeah. Grandmaster, let me handle this. Please, go home. Work as we must. We send word the moment something even remotely interesting thing, interesting happens. On one condition, and I look at Dave and I look at Sedonis. You need rest. Very well, Master. Well, either way, I spend the night there and head back in the morning. Trailblazers is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great Pathfinder podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? You can email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. Your players have been David and Dom, and Caleb has been your GM. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening.